This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast and we are so looking forward to the band Texas coming to town of course on the 28th of April. They'll be performing at the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Stadium down there by the Irish Village and we were lucky enough to catch up with Charlene Spiteri, the lead singer of the band who had so many great stories about the group and about her love of soul music as well. Oh, and she's a big Arsenal fan. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 here on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back into the show. And of course, the whole of the city is looking forward to the big gig that's going to be happening on Friday, April 28th at the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Stadium, the return of the Scottish band uh, Texas. And joining us on the line is Charlene Spiteri right now. I bet you guys are looking forward to coming back to town, aren't you? Yeah, we are. I'm loving how you make me sound so important. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> I want to oh get. God. I want to get started. Um, we'll, we'll start with your influences. But um, the, I can remember when I first heard the song "I Don't Want to Love Her." I was in Bahrain, came on the radio, 1989, and I first heard that guitar introduction. I thought, "Oh my goodness, what is that guitar and who is playing it?" Maybe you can tell me about that wonderful kind of deep southern sound, which is the intro to that huge hit. Well, I mean, it literally goes back to um, when Johnny and I met in 86 and um, we met each other and I was working as a hairdresser at that point um, and Johnny had been in already two very successful bands with all the images and then Hipsway and he was forming a new band and had met me through a mutual friend and he, you know, I was always interested in music. I was always, you know, he knew I sang through someone else and this, that. 
and we met and he said to me do you write and I was like you know the, I was it was a week before my 18th birthday and I had I had the the brazen nature of any almost 18 year old and was like absolutely yeah um, and uh um, and and that was it. And we wrote. Um, we we decided to write a song. We were both. We you know we didn't know each other um, at that point. And it's that moment where you sit down, you start chatting, and you're talking. And then suddenly you realise that you both love the movie Paris, Texas, and the soundtrack by Ray Kuda And you know, yeah. And then there's the director. We both were very influenced and very much into films and film soundtracks. And that was literally, we went, okay, we'll call ourselves Texas. Um, he was pouring it in in Glasgow, and you think, Texas <laughs> not really, not really knowing the connotations of Texas, but you kind of go, oh, yeah, that sounds fabulous. <laughs> and um, we based everything on um, Life magazine, um, the images of Life magazine from, the, you know, the first leaf. I do what I love about Ali on the front, and then you had the phone up on the, the right-hand side. Um, in the red with the white on it and, and um, you know we mm. were literally like we wanted to create that wide open space it felt very in a funny way it felt very close to Glasgow it felt very close to you know these and this you know the way we had grown up in Glasgow when Glasgow was you know you had tenement buildings but you had a lot of as we called it back then spare ground which was literally just big sort of open plate like just yeah. sort of rubble spaces of buildings that have been pulled down and stuff which is obviously very different to Paris Texas but it kind of had that kind of slightly haunting yeah um sparse feel and and that was you know I think that was really like why the the whole sort of um, sound of the slide guitar really, really connected with us and felt very, very natural. Yeah, I mean, your life must have been turned upside down going from being a hairdresser and suddenly you've got this enormous worldwide hit on your hands. I mean, you know, I mean, was it a real roller coaster? Um, no, it just kind of just, it was amazing. I mean, and it still is amazing to be honest with you all these years later. Um, I mean, I still scratch my head slightly sometimes and go oh my god that's <laughs> the strangest thing ever um and but it was it you know it's it's, it's you you just sort of going with the flow and everything's new and everything's fresh and you're thinking wow how long is this going to yeah, last yeah you know that that you know you just you just go from day to day you think oh my god right we've got a hit record you know it took us a year um, well, it took us longer than a year. It took us, so we met in 86 and we didn't release the first album, and the first single in, in January. Um, it would have been in 89, January 89. So um, it took us a good few years to, to make the record. We had a lot of disappointments within that time, working with different producers and different people, and it didn't work out. And um, eventually we got it right and we, we, we released it. Now, something that you and I have got um, in common, Charlene, is that we're big fans of Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye. Was it a very soulful Motown household that you grew up in? Um, I mean, I think I had a really good mix. My mum was very into soul, blues and jazz, and my dad was proper. Like, So my mum was into people like Ella Fitzgerald, Mahalia Jackson, Al Green, um, all the Motown stuff, yeah. and Stacks and... You know, everything on Atlantic Records, um, you know, Dusty Springfield and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it was, for me, there was that side of it. My mum was a great singer um, and her whole family were great musicians as well. 
Um, so there was that background within that. And then my dad's side, my dad played a bit of guitar just as, as a hobby. But my dad was into people like the birds and the stones and yeah, yeah. the beetles and um, yard birds, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff, the kinks. It was, that was all <laughs> his sort of thing. So I had um, Gene Clark and everything. I had all that. I had both sides, you know. I remember growing up, my dad would, my dad was at sea and, he would go off. You know, I remember when Fleetwood Max rumours came out. My dad oh, wow. bought it, and, and I remember that just blasting through the whole house on a <laughs> Saturday morning. And you're thinking, "Oh, wish he'd turn that music down." <laughs> but you know, it was, and, and to this day, you know, rumours is one still one of my favourite ever albums. So it's it's, it's a very it's a very it, it was just such a mix of music. You know, I would hear gospel alongside rock and roll, and yeah. I never really ever separated them. You know, they were just they were just songs that I loved and music that I loved. And you know, for me, Marvin is like what's going on is is probably one of the most seminal albums ever. I think I just literally Marvin's voice still to this day um, just melts me. I literally <laughs> go all a bit. I go lightheaded and a bit. <laughs> yeah, I go a bit girly as soon as I hear Marvin. Um, so yeah, I just uh, you know, it's, it's it's his voices and his his songs are just so special to me. And to think, Barry Gordy didn't like the album when he first heard it and wasn't going to release it. You know what? I mean, it happens so many times. I mean, it, it, it happens to artists all the time. I mean, it's it's funny because, and and I, I bet Barry Gordy kind of goes, oh god, and. Sort of shakes his head. Yeah, I remember when we when we wrote Summer Sun and we we um, delivered it to a record company. They went, mm, yeah, nah, not really. And we <laughs> went, you know, maybe just get some tweaks and stuff. And um, and we were like, okay. And we took it away three weeks later. Just delivered the exact same track back and didn't change a single thing. And they went, listen to them. Went, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah you've okay, got it yeah. now. So tell me about the band Texas now, as opposed to 1989 when that first single came out. How is how has the band evolved? Well, I mean, the truth is, I mean, we're kind of, I mean, there's a couple of um, drummer changes. There's been quite a few drummer changes through the years. And, um, uh, but, you know, it's still basically the same band. Yeah. And still the same ethos, the the belief in writing a great song as everything. Um, and and that was that that was what it was then and it still is now. Um, you know, it's, it's all about the song. It's not really about anything else. It's you know when when we do um, go out on tour, it's about putting on a great show. It's about you know it's just about being. I don't know. I I I just always like I want to be as a band known as a great band yeah. and as great songwriters. And that was always it. That was about everything for me. It was always about being an artist and and really nothing else. Everything else obviously comes along with it. Um, at the point where you've been around for such a long time with us. But, um, you know, the ethos is still the exact same. Finally, um, uh, Charlene, um, I'm, I'm sure you must be flying high at the moment with uh, your uh, football team. You're a, a, an avid Arsenal fan who are kind of <laughs> hopefully running away with yeah, the title this year. Yeah, and the ladies won last night. I mean, how good is that? I mean, the Arsenal ladies are doing unbelievable as well. Really? Yeah, looking yeah, looking very good on both fronts, to be honest with you. So, yeah, things are good. Things are good at Arsenal. Will there be a big celebration if you take the title this year in the Texas household? Well, it's quite funny. I mean, my daughter is, is, is an avid Arsenal fan. Like, I mean, she's, like, really kind of, like, she's mad crazy about Arsenal. 
um, and my, my husband is Liverpool. So oh. um, there's always the, and, and then and then we've got the fact that I'm Scottish. Yeah, uh, my husband's Welsh, and my daughter is um, obviously half Scottish, but she's English, born in London. So we've got we've got um, Scotland, <laughs> England, and Wales supporters in this house, which I'm not kidding, causes so much trouble when it comes <laughs> round. So we have a little bit of everything here. Well, Charlene, it's been absolutely amazing having a good chat with you about music, and uh, I'm so glad that we share the love of Marvin Gaye and Diana Ross. And we look forward to seeing you on stage here in the city of Dubai. Once again, that's on the 28th of April. And uh, thanks for joining us, Charlene. An absolute pleasure, and I look forward to getting out and seeing everybody. to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to dubaieye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.